1: Yo, what's up? This is E-Hob from South of Eden. I'm hanging out with Jay Scott, and we are on The Hook Rocks. Oh, the We're not flying the all. What's
2: going on, everyone? Welcome back. It is Jay Scott, and of course, this is the Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast, part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Check out Pantheon Podcast. There is so many different types of podcasts covering all different types of genres. I know I always mention my friends that are on the podcast platform, like Vinny Apice, Carmen Apiece, and Ron Anesti with the Hanging and Banging podcast. Tom and Zeus on the number one rated KISS podcast. Uh, shout out Loudcast. Uh, Martin Popoff, the rock historian. Mistress Carrie out in Boston. And Baco with Cobras and Fire. Check those out and all the others as well. You can follow them at pantheonpodcast.com as well as Twitter and Facebook at Pantheon Pods. Don't forget to follow and all the different uh, podcast platforms, whether it's Google, Amazon, Apple, or Spotify, we're available everywhere. Don't forget to set your app to the automatic download so you get the latest Hook Rocks episodes and check out all the previous episodes. We've done some great stuff over the last few months. We recently had Scott Goriman from Thin Lizzy talking about putting Thin Lizzy back together or a a collection of musicians that are going to pay tribute to Thin Lizzy with a tour later this year and early next year, so check that out. We also interviewed Emer Reynolds, the director of the Phil Lynott documentary, Songs for While I'm Away, back in the fall, so check that episode out. Those two episodes kind of connect with each other. We also did our year-end 2021 album review celebration, where we ranked the top 30 albums of 2021, albums and EPs, uh, over 160 albums were discussed. We ranked our top 30. We had some contributions as well. Almost six hours of conversation and two parts of, pod- of two podcast episodes. So check that out. All you music nerds and geeks will definitely enjoy that. If you're looking for new music, that's the place to start. We've also had some great new music spotlights for you as well with The Warning, the band from Mexico, the three sisters from Mexico that are ready to tour. They had to postpone their their winter tour into now a early spring uh, tour across North America. We also had South of Eden on. We had Ehab, the lead singer, Georgia Thunderbolts, Joyous Wolf, Goldthread, and Seven Year Witch. So we always like talking about new music and new bands and uh, go check those out as well. And also some great new music commentary for you as well. We talk about, nfts and blockchain technology and what that means to music we talk about live stream and what the future holds for that so a whole bunch of stuff for you to enjoy and we've got another great episode for you today we have the return of ian thornley from the band big wreck talking about their new ep 7.1 that was released at the back end of 2021 it did make our discussion at the year-end review so i'd like to welcome in ian Ian, what's going on? How are you today? What's uh, what's shaking?
0: Uh, not much. Uh, pretty much the same old, same
2: old. You know. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. It's a big treat every time you are on. I'm a huge Big Wreck fan. In fact, the last show I saw before the lockdown, it was a few months before the lockdown, but I had seen Big Wreck at the Bottom Lounge in Chicago, and. That was back in, like, November 2019, and then the winter hit. didn't really do much then and was ready to go to a whole bunch of shows in 2020, and, of course, that didn't happen. But that was the last rock concert that I went to.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. That was, uh, I think that's the last sort of real tour that we did. Um, yeah, just and uh, we got it in just under the wire. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a weird couple of years now, for sure.
2: It has been. It feels like the time just runs together. I I was just, I always have this conversation with people that, you know, in normal circumstances or under normal circumstances, you have time stamps throughout the year, birthday parties, vacations, anniversaries, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you're not going anywhere, you're not doing much, so the time kind of just meshes together where did that happen in 2020 was that in 2021 when was that was that the spring was that the summer it's so hard to grasp that and when things happen over the last couple years it's just really how the how funny the mind works
0: yeah yeah i i I agree it is it's kind of like so many parts of uh certainly of our lives and certainly my life that just sort of been put on pause um because it doesn't seem like that long ago um that that run that we did um Um, but you know i I mean and i've said this before like like for the normal rhythm of of a musician or somebody in 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 my shoes or in our shoes the normal rhythm is is you're you know at home writing for however long and then you go in the studio for a month or whatever and, and cut the stuff you've been writing and then And then you release it and you go on tour for however long that is uh and then you know you usually have a a bunch of one-offs or fly-in shows for the 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 months following that and then uh and then and then it's sort of rinse and repeat so when we came off that last run in in 19 that was a that was like a four-month run and we were all really exhausted and and glad to be home and spend some time with the family. And then it was, uh, you know, several weeks later, it was like, I was supposed to fly to LA um, to do some, some guitar things. And then that was like, okay, well, what's happening here? Um, so I had to cancel my hotel and cancel flights and it was, uh, yeah. And then, and then the world caught fire. It was, it was over. Um, so I, I just kind of hunkered down uh, and tried to, you know, make some lemonade out of the lemons. And and I just started writing and writing and writing and demoing, you know, I have a little sort of riff shack sort of beat factory in my basement. and I just kind of locked myself in that uh, for a longer period than I normally would have. And I think, uh, I think the 15 songs that, that, that we got that we recorded um, five of which are in the first EP that you mentioned, there's there's two more EPs that are already done uh, that are waiting to come out um and I, I think the music benefited from it so it's not all bad but uh you know i i i feel bad i, I have a young son and i kind of feel bad for the things that he's not getting to experience as, as as he grows you know um just as far as having a big birthday party and you know things like that where uh, you, you kind of have to shelf it and say well next maybe next year um you know, and thankfully I I think he's young enough that uh that he's not gonna remember any of that and, and you know, we can probably avoid any kind of sort of whatever phobia would come along with, with being around your friends <laughs> um and my daughter who's who's uh, who's uh, in her in her teens, she's you know, she's had a, a much rougher goal of it um because her entire social life uh and has been put on on pause and that's important when, when you're that age. And I think, you know, the schooling from home and just all the, all the things that, all the memories that we all have from high school, you know, I I can't imagine um, having a big sort of ink spot on your memory where, where this is, you know, Um, because I always look back to my high school years, not, not necessarily fondly, but uh, it was definitely a big turning point in everyone's life. You know, you're going through a lot of things. Uh, and learning how to be um and to have have so many <laughs> those things just disrupted like that it's a uh, it's been a weird time dude it's been uh it's it's one for the books i'm sure i don't think anyone uh, living has experienced a, a pandemic quite like this so
2: yeah no i i see the same things cuz i have a teenage son too um He's a junior in high school, and I've got two nephews. One's a senior, and one has graduated, especially, or he graduated in 2020. So he missed prom. He missed the whole graduation ceremony. Uh, It has been rough. I think we we underestimate how rough it is for them because most kids need that social payoff, right? They need that interaction, Uh, especially my son, who's a bit of a class clown, needs that you know, affirmation from his, his, uh, his friends and his classmates that, you know, that he, that he gets on a regular basis when he's in school, whether it's making a wisecrack or doing something. And when someone like that doesn't get that it's, it can be very difficult for them socially.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine. So I, I think like the only, I mean, it's easy to get caught up in our own, uh, you know what's changed for us individually and personally it's easy to get caught up in that but uh you know i constantly remind myself um how hard it and, and weird it must be for for everyone around me for their own lives you know um, and i'm i'm sure that's that's probably common for for anybody who's self-employed and and you know has had their uh and, revenue stream just sort of ripped from them it's it's you know you're gonna woe is me and all that but but uh it's like wait a second you know I can I can still figure something out (laughs) um but if I was a kid you know it's uh you kind of look to uh you look to your parents and and I I don't know I really don't know how I would have reacted if I if, if this had happened to me when I was in my teens or you know much younger
2: Yeah, I've seen him, my son, you know, he was, he played hockey for like 10 years and because of a few knee injuries, he had to hang up the skates, but he, he picked up guitar a few years ago, but really got into it during the pandemic. It's almost like, you know, there wasn't much to do. So he just, you know, just wrapped himself in the instrument and focused on that and applied that same work ethic he had with playing hockey into playing guitar. And he's, you know, he becomes more amazing each time I hear him play. It's just, he's really taken to it. And I think maybe if this pandemic wouldn't have happened, maybe he wouldn't have been into it as much. Um, I always like to be positive as well. I like to think out of something bad, something good always happens. And I think there are some good things that have happened, but you know, the longer this kind of weighs with people, I think it just I think frustration more than anything,
1: exactly. um,
2: uh, just you know, captures the mind, captures the emotion of 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 everyone on their day to day life.
0: Yeah, you need to you need to take a take a step back and take a breather every now and then. I, I think I'm like you. I'm uh, I'm always looking for the silver linings and, and uh, I try to man- maintain a, a sort of optimistic outlook for the most part and. uh, you know, those those silver linings are there to be had um, when, when you look at them and appreciate them, uh, you know, and, and and then like you're saying, the frustration, I mean, the cracks, the cracks will start to show, you know, my partner and I, we were saying like, well, you know, for the first, I don't know how nine months, it was like, well, this hasn't really affected us that much, you know, I mean, our, our routine's a little different, but uh, you know, and then sort of a year or whatever, however long after that, it's like the cracks are starting to show and, and you know um, I guess I, I don't want to use the term the new normal That's that's been just so played but and, and, I, and I especially don't want to use it because I don't want it to become that um, yeah, I just I, I I'm constantly just moving forward and thinking forward and you know, we have shows on the books now. So like, those are good. Those are, I have those to look forward to, Um, you know, and and, I mean, life moves on. There are still things going on in my personal life and things going on with family life. And, you know, there's just things are, that doesn't really stop. So, you know, just kind of focusing on the day to day uh, as opposed to like, man, oh man, we haven't, uh, (laughs) we had a tour booked in, uh, in December, like sort of November, December, look good look good look good we're going to be the last band out there doing it and then it was like omicron came it was like oh man so that got uh that got postponed till the spring um we did we did a run of five or six shows just here in ontario and that was great but it was kind of like you know dipping your toe in when you're when you're used to swimming in the deep end you know um but even still it's like you know came home and and um got real sick <laughs> it wasn't COVID thankfully but but uh I, yeah it's just sort of everything's it I'm just taking taking life in little bite-sized um bite-sized portions wherever I can um and you know I did, like like I was saying earlier I still try to look at it like I still spend my days making music and uh you know I'm thankful for that I get I can't really I can't really knock that
2: well that's one of the the positive things about especially 2021 is there was so much great music in rock that was being released. Um I think before the pandemic the conversation was is rock dead? Is it relevant anymore? All these things were were constant topics in music media. Mm. And of course rock, you know, will never die, but I think now when you look at what's happening going into 2022 and and seeing all the new music that was released last year is, yes, is it still fighting for relevancy? I I think it is. But I also think it's on the right path because of all the music that was released and continues to be released. Because if something is good, people will find it. And I think, People are starting to find it, especially those young kids who may be looking for something else who were, you know, stay at home learning and kind of getting tired of the same old thing and, you know, turn to it, maybe a different type of music that maybe they're not used to and started to connect with it because of those emotions that they were feeling.
0: Yeah, Yeah, just, uh, you know, I I think uh, those years, you know, certainly for me, um, I just had such a thirst for um music as a whole and i mean i'm just talking as a listener like not just not even as a as a kid who was learning how to play this or play that it was uh, and um i had such a hunger and a thirst for for digging through old records and finding new things that uh okay well i hear keep hearing a lot about this band you know let's give it a shot let's see what all the hubbub's about. And then, and then spin it and really try to immerse myself into it and, and uh, figure out what is it that's really, you know, as opposed to the stuff that you, that your parents were playing that was just kind of there. And it's sort of part of your musical vernacular. I mean, like looking for something different, something new. And every once in a while, when you're on one of those searches, you'll, you'll land on something that'll just grab you by the throat. And, and and shake you in an entirely new direction um, um, and give you the same um, sort of dopamine hit, you know, the, the goosebumps and and that, that, Oh my goodness. Kind of that, that huge uh, moment, uh, which is hard to put into words, but I think we all know what I mean. But, um, and, and even if it's, if it's coming from a very different place musically and, um sort of subject matter wise and you know it's just sort of touching a different nerve um that you feel is is specifically for you at that time and, and during those teenage years i think uh, you know that that sort of sets the tone for the rest of your life in many ways um as far as your taste and, and, you know, I, I know that I have the capacity to really get off on this, 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 if it's all the way from, um, straight ahead jazz to, to fusion, to heavier music, to folk, to blues, to whatever it is. Um, you know, at, 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 a, at a time like this, I, it's a perfect time to do it as a kid, if, if you have that, uh, If you have that want, you know, if if that sort of musical wanderlust is there, um, you know, in this day and age with technology, you can find anything, you can listen to anything, you could probably even figure out how to play it on YouTube, right? There's somebody who's broken it down. Um, And that's, you know, that's that there's your dopamine hit right there for uh, a young kid who's looking to connect to something that's not just a beat that was made in a computer and then, you know, here you go. Um, you know, actual music that was made by human beings who, who learned how to play their instrument and, and string a sentence together. That means more than what's actually on the written page. It's uh, you know, there's an art to it and the, the, the rule of 10,000 hours and all that stuff applies. Um, but there's so much music out there that, you know, I think, uh, I, t- I need mean, to be honest with you, the, to your point, I've noticed like even the, the shows that we've been lucky enough to play recently, I've been surprised by the audience. Like how many younger, and I'll call them kids. If I don't know if they're late teens or early twenties, but um, how, did, how many kids are out there and they're singing along? I mean, what's happening here? Like maybe there is a, and I don't keep my finger on the pulse whatsoever. Like what's happening um, at radio or at, at uh, you know streaming sites and all that. I, I just don't. Um, but I can see it in the audience. It's like they these kids are singing every word, and and you know, there's a part of me that's like, are they doing it ironically? Is it because they think it's their dad's shitty music or something? <laughs> but they're not, they're they're like, they're they mean it. And and that's inspiring to me. And and it, you know, it, it warms my heart. It's not like okay, we're all joining in this crusade together. It's just one of those like, oh man, they get it. Um and this means something to them. And that that, you know, that kind of that makes me double down on like, hey, we're all sweating, uh, making our next you know house payment and car payment, but at least we're doing something that's connecting with somebody, and you know, not just people my age, but but people much younger.
2: I see it as well. I go to a lot of shows, and as I've you know gone to more, you know, as 2021 kind of wore on, then I did see a lot more younger. People and not just like one with their parents, like a group of four or three or five, you know, going to a show. And you know, I go to more of the theater and club shows um, than I do with the big stadium arenas. I mean, you know, I I, I always joke. I'm like, that's a young man's game. I, I'd rather see the 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 up close and personal show. Um, I've been I I did the arenas and stadiums, you know, when I was younger. Um, but it's nice to see that. And, you know, I've mentioned this a lot on different podcasts, you know, my son said, Hey, you know, I think a lot of kids, my age went into the pandemic listening to pop and rap and they found themselves during, during the pandemic or, you know, what's always been there for kids who feel angst and who feel, you know, confused or whatever rock music has a history of always connecting with that youth that needs something else. Yeah. And I think, you know, they were kind of forced into this and, you know, maybe they went in listening to your pop music and rap music, but they came out listening to rock music. I mean, when I was doing the year end celebration and putting together that show that we do every year, I always ask for contributions and I asked my son for his top 15, we do a top 30 and he had big Rex EP in there, you know, oh, nice. and um, I'm like, oh, I didn't know you listened to that. It's like, yeah, it's like it's really good because I was really into but for the sun, which I thought was just an incredible album. And the EP is incredible too. But Thanks. you know, for my son to be listening to it on his earbuds when he's in his room was was uh, something that I was really excited for. Yeah,
0: that's great. Thank you. Thank you, son, for me.
2: Uh, well, you, you know, he, he listen, your guitar tone is is uh one of a kind and for a young kid learning that instrument uh I, I can't help but think that's the reason why he gravitated towards your music
0: yeah that that's that's great to hear um and said, like you know it's one of those things i like to uh i have i have no gauge in whether or not it's it's a reality but i I like to imagine that with all that stuff out there that there's a you know this entire pool an entire generation of kids who who looks at it. And from that perspective um like wait a second i don't have to be you know like when i was in high school there was jocks and rockers and then the sort of punks and the the mods and the, all that stuff everybody had a little sort of clique and i think the mu- the music you listened to went along with that you know you sort of had your soundtrack for for what, however you wanted to identify yourself you know um I never really was, I was never really part of any of those. I would be probably classified more of a jock than anything else. I just played basketball and then would go home and play guitar and stuff. But um, I, I think nowadays, it, you know, like my daughter, for instance, well, she listens to everything. I mean, good is good. And, and I, I hope, I've always said that. I, I don't hate country music. I hate bad country music. I love good country music. I love good music and I don't like bad music. Um, and it doesn't matter the style and I think whole, I'm just I have this you know overarching hope that uh, the youth of today will, will look at it that way and be like, well you know if it, if it hits you right, it, it hits you right. It doesn't matter if it's Snoop or if it's Led Zeppelin, if it feels right, it feels, it is, you know, if it sounds good, it is. Um, and it's as simple as that. And and I think for when you're at a certain age where, okay, well, now I can derive more from this than just, you know, what kind of jacket I'm going to wear. If it's going to be leather or jean, um, I can like, there's something that's, that's connecting to me personally and sort of helping me out in a way. Um, more power to them you know regardless of how they get it uh i think that's a you know that's a big hope of mine and and i I hope it's true and i kind of see it here and there and i'm sure like kids will be kids right uh to some extent but but i'm kind of curious i'd love to be a fly on the wall um just to hear different groups of kids in, in high school talking about music and what they're into and why they're into it you know and how it gets spread around and somebody will Oh, check this out, you know, if they do give it 10 seconds and be like, nah, it's not for me, or if there is like a, you know, like when I was a kid listening to an album, was that was the activity. Um, even if I put it in my Walkman or my Discman, it was it was so important. Like, I was so focused on what Pete Townsend and Roger Dalty were, were saying. Um, I was so focused on Dark side of the moon and the wall. And I was so focused on Led Zeppelin and Bruce Coburn and Springsteen and Supertramp and anything that I was listening to. Um, and if I get home, I could go to the stereo. And that that was the activity was putting this record on and putting the headphones on and diving deep, you know. There's so much more to be um to be squeezed out of great music than, than people give it credit for. It's not just wallpaper. It's not something to have on in the car while you're texting and, you know, whatever the other activity is, uh, you know, it's, and I, I do think back to when I was that age. Um, and I don't, I don't know if I was I just, just probably just a shy teenager. who's you know, going through some difficult times and, at home and whatever the case was and but just how important music was to me and how important those records were to me and that like they were basically my my best friend and my confidant and my it was just everything um and unfortunately my my relationship with uh music has changed you know i I think it's 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 grown in certain ways, obviously as a, as a writer and a, and a sort of producer of music myself and and a player and a performer and all that stuff. But um, the connection never leaves. I just, I just, you know, like we, we stay in touch, you know, me and those, those old records, like we, we, we're still, we're still tight. We sort of pick up where we left off every time I listen to them, but uh, it's not as, uh, important to me to have my daily dose, you
1: know, it's, <laughs> sorry.
2: It's, it, no, it's interesting how, you know, I think back of those records that I listened to growing up. Right. And I listen to them now and the good stuff that we listened to has evolved with us, has evolved with me. You know, yeah. the song may have had a different meaning when I was a teenager or my early twenties, but now, you know, being in my, late 40s a single parent you know the song is still great but it completely evolved as I evolved as a person and you know that's that's an interesting way a great song can keep a hold of you I mean there's some stuff that I listened to when I was younger that just doesn't resonate with me anymore there's like zero connection it's it's nice to hear for nostalgic purposes but um you know, there's some stuff that you know I listen to, like wow, like it used to mean this to me, but now I completely have a different point of view of it, and that's really a mark of of a great artist, a great song, uh, you know. And and I also think too, you, you mentioned we've talked about good music, right? And yeah. I think with with the young people, I think you know because the quality of music is so good right now, um, at least in rock, I, I think you know, when, when you listen to a a pop song or you listen to a rock song with, with, you know, with important lyrics for you and important subject matter, I think that's going to connect with someone who's just about to start early adulthood and, and have that, you know, all those emotions that a teenager feels and goes through and thinks about and the confusion and, you know, what life is all about. And when you get, you know, a good rock song that, has great lyrics that connection that depth of connection is probably what attracts them more than you know the pop music with the auto tune and the fake beats and all that stuff i I just think there's more depth to it and sooner or later like you said you know and and i interviewed a, a young guitar player from a young band called joyous wolf his name's blake allard and he said if it's good people will find it and i think that's so true
0: yeah, I, I, I hope so. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of believed that <laughs> for, for about 20 years now. So, um, yeah, otherwise I'd, I probably would have given up, mm-hmm. um, you know, try to find something else to do so I can not worry about uh, financial stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, I, 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 on some level, I don't really have a choice, um, and I'm kind of lucky that I'm so obsessed with with music and and improving and becoming a better writer and becoming a a better player and a better singer and a better performer and everything. Um, but yeah, I, you know, when when we every time I've worried about whether or not it's going to connect, you know. If this is going to be, like, anytime that that thought comes in there, you know, is this going to be a, a smash, a pop smash or whatever? Um, I, I did that there's a there's an internal arg- argument that goes on in my head. and I, I, I sort of abandoned that idea <clears throat> many, many years ago now um, in favor of, of what you're saying. Like, I, I just want to make it good. I just want it to where I think it's it's good or great. And if I think it's, <coughs> excuse me, if I think it's good or great, hopefully someone else will. Um, and that's that's kind of the primary focus, you know. It's not, uh, it'd be, yeah, it'd be nice to have a wider fan base and, a, you know, whatever. That's great. But um, it, what's more important to me is, is especially now, is to have every record be its own, it'll, it'll stand on its own two feet, you know, um, and go up against whatever is, whatever else is out in rock and be like, okay, well that's, that's its own thing. And it's sounds like damn whatever it is. Um, just the, the just the, the work, I want the work to be, you know, when I'm long gone, like the work will still be there and, and it'll be whatever it is, you know, like it or not, uh, a lot of effort and a lot of, a lot of, time and a lot of passion went into it. Um, and hopefully the proof is in the pudding, you know, I get to people. If they hear it, hopefully they'll, they'll like it. <laughs> um, they're probably not going to hear it on a, on a, the, the big pop radio station or, or whatever the, the big playlist is, but it, it maybe is the kind of thing you have to search for a little bit. Um, I don't sometimes agree with, uh, some of the other bands and some of the styles of music that we get lumped in with for one reason or another. Um, Because I think that we we kind of, we've been around long enough and kind of carved out our own little lane, I think um, of doing what we like to do. Yeah. There's a little bit of bluesy stuff in there. There's some proggy stuff in there. There's some straight up rock and roll stuff. And it's just sort of whatever you call it. I think, um, you know, my my like i said my primary focus is just to make it good um if it's if it's good to us uh, you know that's the only time we'll let the stuff out the door um it's not like nah it's good enough i mean we got a couple of good ones on there uh any song that has that reaction is not going to make it um, you know and i don't know if that's true for everybody i don't know if everybody's quite as committed uh as we are to um to the end product you know
2: well what what connected me with your music was the obviously the guitar tone but the vocal harmonies are just incredible i mean yeah i i I rank big rex vocal harmonies right up there with the eagles and the journeys and all that stuff it's just absolutely breathtaking
0: oh thanks man i like that that's high praise those are some serious harmony groups um I that's all I've always been a a big fan of uh that probably comes from my mom she was she was big into three part harmonies four part harmonies uh primarily in folk music but I mean I am a sucker for a, a a juicy or a juicy chorus harmony you know sometimes when one of the, one of the voices will move around within the harmony I just love all that um and I'm constantly playing with it in my little beat shack of well let's throw another voice on there and have that one move around even more, you know. Um, but I think, yeah, uh, and then guitar tones. I get to me; it's as as important as um, what you're playing, you know. So the tone, like the sound of the instrument, that's the first thing that hits you. You know, you just have one note, you know, before you have the next note. It's like, well, how, what does that first impact feel like? How does it? Uh, how does it wash over you? So, and that's. I mean, that's a. Uh, it might be kind of a antiquated way of looking at um guitar tones and record making and all that but you know that's sort of uh that's my story and i'm sticking to it (laughs) I, i i really i really pay a lot of attention to the sound of things you know just just the tone of even the drums i i i'm a junkie for for tone drums bass um guitars keyboards vocals and if something turns my ear that I'm I'm gonna wind it back and say what is that noise and how do they do it <clears throat> um, and sometimes you know that those those instances can be a great jumping off point where you find something of that's never been done um, just by experimenting um, but having said that there's a lot of exciting things going on in the in the sort of guitar community, that's something I'm kind of plugged into, um, just via social media and whatnot. there's like there's a lot of a lot of great players and young people, um, men and women, just just killing it, and, and the playing, like the the level of virtuosity playing, is just like everybody's a virtuoso now. These kids are insane, uh, but but then people actually going for different sounds you know there's the the sort of athletic way of of looking at guitar playing where it's how many beats per minute can you play your 16th notes um and then there's the sort of the edge approach where it's like well what about this sound and then that sound just births a song you know um i'm i'm somewhere in the middle because i do i do catch myself chasing the, the metronome uh, and, and pushing it up and pushing it up and down. I need to go faster. I need to go faster, get it cleaner, get it cleaner. Um, but I also spend a lot of time dicking around with noises, you know, just, just playing with, with effects units and m- making them do something that they maybe weren't supposed to do <laughs> to come up with some interesting sound. And, and, um, if it is something cool, it's going to find a place in a song if it doesn't birth its own song, you know? Um, that's how our uh, probably the song that we're most known for the oath that's how that song was born just to that noise and I was I was messing with that noise um primarily because of the Smiths how soon is now it's got that, Um and I threw a phaser and a delay on it and I was like this is cool I just started retaining the guitars you know 15 minutes later I had a song that had no lyrics it still has no lyrics but uh, you know there you go
2: I think of Locomotive on, but for the sun, which
0: oh nice!
2: I mean, man, that just it just kills that tone, that oh that 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 riff in the beginning, and and just I love that album, and uh, it's it it, it, it was one of my favorite albums in two thousand. Gosh, again, is it two? Was it 2019 or 2020? <laughs> it's
0: like, I think it was, ni- yeah, it was nineteen.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, because like we were just talking about. It. I'm like, was it? You know, um, big
0: but, sphere on the calendar, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, years there. But it was just a tremendous album, and of course, you know, I also love Ghost, which was, you know, I mean, uh just incredible harmonies on that as well, and
0: yeah, we went deep on those.
2: Yeah. And then of, of course the, the I'm sorry the new EP you know is yeah. is filled with with great stuff too as well and, and um
0: well, I can't wait for you to hear the 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 next two. I mean there's there's sort of all the different directions that uh that in, in my perception all the different directions we've taken or or experimented with in the past maybe 10 years. I think each of those directions has has moved um at least another step further down their their respective tracks, you know. Um uh, and it's, but it is spread over three EPs. It was fifteen songs that we ended up cutting, and um, at the same time, we had them all mixed and mastered at the same time. And then it was a matter of picking and choosing which five would go on which EP. Um, and there, there's so many, uh, so many cool things that I can't wait for people to hear. Um, you know, like stuff that we we haven't really done yet, or uh, things that we've pushed even further than we've ever gone uh musically so yeah i'm i'm pretty excited for that
2: how do you keep pushing yourself how do you keep evolving as an artist
0: i don't know um i really don't i mean i i hope that i am i just i i i just don't stop um it's kind of everything there is to me and um I didn't think it, I didn't think it was unique, but if you ask my partner, like we get into that conversation sometimes and she's like, I don't know how you can do that for 10 hours straight. Um, but just so focused, hyper-focused on either putting a song together or putting a part of a song together, or if it's not happening and I feel uninspired, just strapping a guitar on and putting on a metronome and working on things that I think need working on. Um, it just never, it just never stops. Everything, everything I look at is, is, is an opportunity. Every, every, everything I hear is an opportunity, you know, it's like, wait a second, that what was What was that um, even uh, something that somebody says or something that stumbles out of my mouth and then you think, wait a second, I've never put those words together like that. Let me jot that down on my phone. Um, even though for the most part, the music comes first. Um I don't know. It's to, there's a, there's a hunger and a desire. I don't know if it's ever uh, going to be one of those things like, well, there it is. I've just written it. And I, anytime I've come close to saying that the next morning, I'm like, yeah, I need to redo that. <laughs> um, you know, I was just caught. I just caught a wave and, and the wave got the best of me there or whatever it is. Um, I, I honestly, that's a hard one to answer. Um I've just never, never satisfied. I don't think, I don't think I've written my best stuff. I don't think I've played my best stuff. I don't think I've sang my best stuff. Um, and us as a band, I think, um, arguably, I I think our, our lineup now is, is stronger, if not as strong as it's ever been. Um, it's very different than it's ever been. Uh, and that's something I'm excited to explore as well. Uh, just the different flavors that we're able to add, um, to our giant gumbo. I, I, you know, it's a, it's a pretty exciting time in, in big rec land, but as far as writing and, um, my own personal thing, I, I don't, I don't know what it is that keeps me going. And, um, there's some sort of immeasurable disappointment that, that I have in now oh, it's, it's never quite happened or, or, or just like, wait, maybe I'm just not quite good enough. Maybe I'm not quite there. I just need to put in a little more time. Uh, and I find that when I, regardless of how I got there, right, I find that when I'm at the point where I'm putting in more time and working harder, um, something falls out of me and I, and I, and I'm off chasing that, um, paying attention to that, as opposed to like, why am I not good enough? Um, yeah, and, and all of those are just you know stupid sort of uh, immature conversations that happen in your head that you can quickly silence out by just actually getting to work, which is how I deal with it. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, I'll never I'll never not be caught off guard by um, a brilliant piece of music, and I just want to Be able to try to add to that pile, uh, as much as that you know, I've, I've been gifted, um, whatever talent, whatever ears, whatever hands I, I possess, I get, you know, I, I better use them to, to as much and to the best of my ability. Um, I, I sound like an, an athlete or something, it's just I sound really. Oh no, not at all. You're just letting I, me go on here, man. You
2: got to cut me no, off. I, 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 you know, the, the question that's been spawned from you talking is, you know, does the fact that Big Rec has never, you know, reached that level of stardom like, you know, an ACDC or, you know, these big, huge arena acts, stadium acts, you know, does that allow you to be more comfortable in exploring things? 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%.
0: And I've said, I've said that before. Um, and you know, that's something I kind of, I kind of relish, you know, I, I, it's, I get to try different stuff cause I'm not painted into one corner, you know, as a, as a writer and a performer and us as a band, like we can do different things. Um, you know, I think in Canada primarily we might, it might be like, wow, those guys are the, are the rock band and they, you know, they tune low and, play loud and he sings high, or whatever it is. Um, but I think the, the, the real fans of people who have, who have been with us for a while and, and we have a lot and our fans are, are rabid and awesome. Um, they, they get it. Um, they get the, the depth and the layers and how much work goes into everything. It's not just bash, bash and scream. Uh, but, uh, you know, as far as being able to, you know, I, our Sandbox is huge um, because we've never been, we never had that one huge, you know, worldwide. And if we did say on a song like Ghosts, if that became our our calling card, that was our our go-to, then you know, things like Locomotive or things like Bombs Away would just be what, what would these guys think? They're heavy now. Like, what is this? I thought they were sort of a kind of a police '80s thing. Um, And that's we get to do it all, and none of it really. I just think, like I said earlier, good is good. Um, I love good heavy stuff. I love good light stuff. Um, So yeah, it's just us being able to do that has probably helped us develop our own sound. You know, for want of a better. Like I, I don't know if we have yet because I can still pick apart things and say well i i kind of lifted that idea from a david bowie tune and i kind of lifted that from you know they're all just these little things that have inspired me that i'm like well what if i did that and then what if we mash them all together and i'll sing over it and see what happens um i think it's at at some point (laughs) if you do it long enough uh and and you work hard enough you i guess you start sounding like yourself you know
2: do the lineup changes you know when they happen Is there a sense of uneasiness for you? Is there a sense of, you know, how's this going to work, you know, as we change members that maybe you, you grew used to? to?
0: Yeah, it can be. Um, but any of the, we haven't really had, you know, other than of course, Brian, Brian's passing, which was, you know, that's, that's its own hurdle for all of us. Um, you know, and I think, uh, Continues to be, in many ways, probably on a personal level for each of us. But um, yeah, I, I, it, it could be, or sorry, could have been a very difficult transition. But but we've been lucky, and and uh, you know, for the most part, I think you know that that speaks to uh, the quality of person that that I've been lucky lucky enough to associate myself with. You know, like the um, like Chris is, uh, who, who stepped in um, after Brian passed. Like we we had briefly considered maybe going out as a three piece, because we, there's no replacing Brian, um, and that, you know that the decision was made. That like, well, it's going to sound weird and different in the way that we do records. I mean, I put a lot of a lot of layers of guitar on there. And, and, you know, it's, it's not, it's not going to sound like us, you know? Um, and Chris is a very different type of musician than Brian. Uh, but, but he was the only person that I would even have considered, um, because of my relationship and our relationship with Chris, um, as a, as a person, you know, he's a great musician, no, no doubt. Um, but it really is about that. So that transition was, was not as difficult as it, as it perhaps could have been if we'd just, you know, hired some ace from New York or whatever, Um, you know, like the guy who just kind of parachutes in and, you know, with a giant guitar rig and says, I got this, Uh, you know, there was some, some sort of like stylistically, there's some things that we had to sort of, you know, just some sort of, growing pains during rehearsal where it's like no 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 let's try this what if you use a 412 and and Chris I got like, oh, I've always been a combo guy it's like well what if we use a 412 and that's like oh I get it um, and it you know because he's such a talented guy he just kind of fell right into it and it, and it's become its own thing very different from Brian but but um, you know its own great thing uh, and then with with from Chuck to to Seku um, again, it was another thing where we were in the studio working on these songs, these, these 15 songs. And, um, after the first few days, it had become evident that, uh, something was up. Chuck wasn't, wasn't himself and, and wasn't, you know, he's usually just such a machine. Um, and it was like, what's going on here? And it, and it turned out he was having some health things and, uh, he was gonna, he was gonna bow out, uh, So then we were left with, well, what, what do we do now? We have all this studio time booked and we have all these songs. Um, like, do you get the guy who parachutes in and I got this boys. Um, or, you know, the first call that I made was, was to Sekou, you know, he was, uh, he was our drummer in Thornley. Um, and, and has remained a great friend and, um, and, and is an incredible musician, an incredible drummer, extremely, very different from Chuck. Um, a very different pocket, a very different feel, a very different sound. Um, but I just knew that it would be if it if it was going to work, it has to be. It has to be. There has to be the heart connection there first. You know, that's that's kind of how it is. Um, there has to be. There has to be something at stake for them personally with me and I have to have something at stake personally with them. You know, it has to mean something. It can't just be a job. Uh, and that's how it is with, with both these guys. And, and Dave feels the same way, you know, like um, Seiku was like, sure, man, send me some tunes. So we, we sent him a few songs and he came in the next day and knocked out two, you know, it was just kind of like, he was, he was hungry and, and was home like we all were because it was fucking locked down. <laughs> so yeah he came in and just absolutely murdered it and and like i said just gave it a completely different flavor than what i had anticipated for the song because what i had mapped out was you know basically what 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 would chuck do here um and i would map things out with sort of digital drums um like here chuck this is going this direction like play over here and and like he'd be like okay got it and then he'll go murder it you know um, and Seku has that, that that sort of template, and then does Seku with it, um, which was like whoa, uh, and it, it, we just kind of were looking at each other like w- with our mouths open because it was amazing. But but also like this is really exciting because it's just a new, it's just sort of a like a vitamin a, a B twelve shot for for the band. It was um, yeah, it gave us a it gave us a boost in a certain way. And again, you know, it's somebody that I, that I have a long history and a long relationship as I do with Chris. Um, and so does Dave. Uh, like we've all just known each other for, for a long time. So it makes that part of it easier. Um, and, and makes it feel, makes it feel not as weird as I guess it, it would be if you just had, you know, put out an ad and held an audition. Um we tried that once and it just, it's weird. That's a weird thing, you know, like, yeah, you're really good, but I don't know you, man. <laughs> um,
2: well, yeah, that connection helps, helps the sound of the band too. You It know? really does.
0: And you know, the, you've heard it a million times that it's about chemistry and it really is. It's, you know, and that chemistry is not just musically. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the, the, the trust of, of you have a relationship and, and you, you all have something at stake here. Um, there's nothing worse than playing with someone who's phoning it in. And I've been there. I've been on stage with somebody who's just going through the motions and it's just like, man, I'm sick and I can barely even speak, but I'm up here singing a high C and I'm giving it everything I have to, cause these people paid money to come see a show and really you're just going to sit back there and mail it in. Um, you know, I do to some of these people I don't speak to anymore, but it, you know, that, that's, that's something that, that, that's a seed that grows into a, a weed that, that, that poisons the relationship far beyond the music. um You know, if you're having an off night and you're not committed, that's, that, that's the problem. You know, if you're having an off night, you're having an off night. um Everybody has them. But I, I've never you know, I've never questioned the commitment of any of these guys, and, and that goes for Chuck too. Like, Chuck doesn't have very many off nights, to be honest. That guy was really a machine. But you know, if he had an off night, he's working even harder to get over it. Um, as opposed to like, well, whatever. You know, I know how this song goes. It's like, now if you if you're not if you're not emptying the tank um, every night, then then you're in the wrong game, or at least you're in the wrong band. You know, I, like you need to feel like you've given everything that you have. Um, and as a vocalist, you know, obviously I try to save some for tomorrow or the next four shows in a row or whatever. But it, but it, it really is a thing where that that sort of chemistry is born of I trust that when I go out here on the skinny branches that you know there's still some sort of lifeline back and that these guys have my back and then it's like well not only do i have to like uh, i don't have to worry about that but while i'm out there on the skinny branches those guys are throwing me lobs those guys are throwing me extra stuff to play with out there um and that's you know that's where chemistry is born and that's you you can't really uh you can't really audition for that you know what i mean you can audition for the parts and and chops and you know how how well can you sight read and stuff like that. Even though we're not a sight reading band, um, it's not really that kind of kind of gig. But you know, I think the unit that we have now, you know, the chemistry is um, is paramount, and and it's and it's it's quite something. There's a, there's definitely a vibe to uh, to the four guys, you know.
2: When can we expect more music from you guys? When can we expect the next EP? Oh, man,
0: I, I, I think someone told me a couple of weeks ago, and I forgot, but it, I want to say May, April, May, somewhere in there. Um, I hope. <laughs> I, I'm kind of at the point now where I just, I want people to hear it all. Like, I'm the, you know, what do you think? But uh, I think I think April or May, yeah, it's got to be April or May for, for the second one. And then the third one, I, I'm not sure, probably in the in the fall sometime. Um, yeah, we've, we've recorded a couple other things um, since, you know, during the Omicron lockdown, I guess three weeks ago now. Um, we had a few ideas of like, you know what, why don't we go into the studio? Like everyone's got time. So we just went into the studio for three days and cut two songs uh that we're gonna try to release somehow i'm not sure how um but yeah and they're very exciting i just i just listened to them i just, it was a pile of goosebumps I was, man I, if you take a couple of weeks and you're so intensely focused on something and you take a couple of weeks off and then go back to it if it's good uh it's a pretty good feeling so I, it's there there are a couple of covers i'll, I'll give you that um but, but very, very timely covers, I think, so we'll see what happens with those.
2: we'll have there's to have no, you back no on of
0: music to be released. this is my point
2: <laughs> we got We'll have to have you back like on that. when you when you come out with that stuff
0: for sure, I'd love to
2: well, Ian, I could talk to you for like another hour um because oh. I always uh, I find it I find you interesting and and, I, and your thoughts interesting, but thanks again for doing this and. You know, like I said, I, uh, I uh, would love to have you back on and talk about the, the next two EPs. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Everyone, that's Ian Thornley from Big Rec. This is Jay Scott. This is The Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Stay strong, stay safe, stay healthy, take care of each other, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks.
0: Companies like Intel have a secret to their success. They get the best talent, reliable infrastructure, and save on costs by expanding in Ohio, the new Silicon Heartland. Learn how your business can succeed in Ohio. Visit
1: successinohio.com.
3: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.